Hi, I'm Danny Elfman. This is Shirley Manson. This is Debbie Harry. This is Chris Steiner Blondie. This is Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears. This is Billy Idol. This is Alex Ebert, a.k.a. Edward Sharp, giving the story behind the song. Hi, this is Peter Chotty, host of the story behind the song. Each month I speak to some of music's biggest artists to get the inside stories behind their most lasting and iconic songs. Join me for new episodes on the third Monday of every month on the story behind the song from the Consequence Podcast Network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, so... um I think we left off, we were talking about the whole uh, MFSB uh, sound of Philadelphia to MFSB. Yes. And then I want to talk about, so let's talk about how it went from sound of TSOP to MFSB to um, the South Soul Orchestra with Vince Montana. So let's cover how the progression of that went. Okay. Um, well, everything started when 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 uh, Baker Harris was young. Norman Harris, Ronnie Baker, myself went to went to to uh, Ken Curry and and wanted to make a deal. And uh, like I said, he had he was doing salsa music, and we brought in soul music. So we got a couple production with the first choice, Double Exposure, and uh, a couple other acts. Now the uh, the South Soul Orchestra really wasn't uh, put together by Vince. Vince was Vince was really uh, just a guy who wrote up. He, he put the music. He he conducted the music and stuff. But, so he uh, made he wrote the charts. He wrote the charts. Yeah, he he did the talk, but it wasn't his orchestra. People think it was his orchestra, but it wasn't. The oh, South, okay. The South Soul was was like another MFSB. That belonged to Kenny Gamble. That belonged to uh, Ken Curry and them. But uh, uh, and Vince also played percussion, right? No, Vince just played five. But he can play percussion. I never seen him play. He's a percussionist. Oh, but he, okay. But he only played vibes on, on there. He never uh, did anything else with that. He wrote the actually. He wrote the charts. He wrote it, and we played mostly on. We played both the MFSB songs, you know, with Sal Soul. And um, so he was more or less the musical director. He was the music, he was the music director. He's a front man. Right. Front okay. Man. And um, it was good though because he did a lot of Latin. That's why most of the songs he did was they was like had that little Latin feel, you know. So it was good, it was different. You know, because he, you know, he heard that, and right, and and that started a whole sound as well. It continued with the sound that you guys created into the next. Yeah, but he, I mean, he was he was a great arranger. He was a great arranger. But a lot of a lot of times, what he used to do was, he would pay me to come in there, and um, play play a drum beat, a drum groove for like forty five minutes. 
Cause I can, I mean, I can hold a groove for it. So I would sit down and just hold one groove for 45 minutes and he would take that groove and overdub a song on it, you know, which I stopped doing because I wasn't getting paid for one. He only paid me for one thing and he used it on three or four different songs, you know? So we, we didn't really cut that much as a, as a big orchestra together. Just, you know, we still did the rhythm things like that, you know, rhythm and then horns came in, the strings came in and, um, we did a gig. We did, uh, matter of fact, online. Online, we got about uh, two gigs. We did that's on that's on there with uh, when Norman died. We did a you know a tribute, and we did a thing for Whitney Houston. We did um, a, a, a tribute, and uh, but we never really traveled nowhere. You know, we, right. just did, we just did, I think, about, maybe about two shows together. But it was fun, man. And, you know, I like, I'll, I always like playing with the orchestra because playing with an orchestra, you sit in the middle and it's Full like sound. stereo, man. You hear, yeah. you hear all, all this here coming to you, you know, and it's, 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 it's amazing because I got the horns here. I got the strings over here. I got the, I got the um, Tiffany's in the back. And I got the kungas and stuff up up front of me, and my rhythm is right next to me, man. Ain't a better feeling for a drummer than that. But yeah. I had to read. I mean, I read all the music. We didn't do no freestyling. I know everything was written out, and uh, we played it like South Soul Hustle, the Bus Stop, and all these songs. They were like charts, you know. Right. But uh, like with me, I mean, I didn't have to read no notes, man, because I recorded these songs with him and I just followed the chart. I just followed the, the repeat sign, the DAS and the coda and go back to the top and repeat. So I followed the chart, you know, because, yep. I, because I don't like to sit up on a stage and just read. I mean, you ain't got no feeling like that. I mean, you sit there and just read and read. You know, and, and artists, because I had to do that with Whitney. When Whitney came into a... Uh, singing and, and and her music was pretty rough. Her music was pretty, but everything is conducted, you know. And that boom, and I everything right. was everything is conducted. And all I all the cues, yeah, all the cues. Yeah, I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to playing like that. So it, it wasn't about no, it wasn't about no feeling. It was more or less playing like an opera thing with her. You right. know, but it was fun. It was experience, you know, it was experience to me because I never really played for too many people live. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And, and and somebody like Whitney, that's an honor. That's a great. Well, it was the fact that I was the house. We were the house band and, and, and whoever came on, you know, whoever came on a thing we had to play for. Right. You know, right. We didn't travel the way she just came in town and did a couple songs, you know, and uh, bought her, bought her music. So you you did you did you do most of, you did mostly in your life your traveling was with the tramps. No, I did a lot of uh, uh, I did I did some freelancing. Me and Bobby, me and Bobby Eli, we you know actually me and Bobby Eli started out uh, as a little band too. I played with Bobby uh, for a while too because Bobby used to do record a group called the Vibrations. I don't know if you remember uh, uh, the group from the '60s called the Vibrations. Well, is that an instrumental group? No, it was a singing group. The singing group, and we used to travel. I I went on the road with with him, me and Bobby, and uh, I don't know who, and Norm, 
and, and we didn't have no money. We, 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 we went to the gig in a mail truck and <laughs> went to the gig in the back of a mail truck, man. It was so funny, boy. You know, it <laughs> packed everything in there with no windows, man. We had no windows. But, uh, you know, I mean, these, I mean, this, this, this was fun because it's like, it was like the, uh, that's how you learn the chilling circuit called the chilling circuit, man. So, right. Right. And you're with your friend. I mean, you know, that's the best. Yeah. I never really toured. Let's see. The only people I ever toured with was Stevie Wonder. Uh, I toured with the main ingredient when the, when the lead, when the original lead singer died and, and Cuba came in. Cause I was there, I came with them when the, cause Cuba wasn't the original lead singer, you know, he, he came in and from New York with, a, with an RCA and I came up to New York and I went on tour with them for a while. And, um, who else did I tour with? I toured with, with, with 10 city. And, uh, but that's, that's about it. I never did. I never did the tour. You know, I just toured with, you know, with doing my doo-wop singing. Right. Right. So the tramps were a big part of, of, of your touring to this day, actually. Yeah. Well, the tramps, I only, I only was with the tramps from when I put them together in 1972. I put the tramps together in 1972. And I give you a little, just, just a quick brief history of that. You know, you know, I heard the back of the, this song called Yakety Yak, the coasters 45, mm -hmm. a song mm -hmm. called Sing With the Strings of My Heart. And I went in the studio. And I recorded that because uh, I was a bass singer, and uh, it was a hit. But we only stayed we only stayed together from seventy two to seventy nine. You know, I only that was at five six years. And we but that, but, but that was the peak, and that's also uh, Saturday Night Fever, right? Didn't you did yes. you win a Grammy a Grammy for being on the soundtrack? I got two Grammys for that. I got for Saturday I got, Night Fever, right? I got a Grammy as a as a singer. I got I got, a, I got a Grammy for Disco Inferno, and I got a Grammy for KG, which was on the album also MFSB. So I had I, I got two. Nice. nice. And I got also got another Grammy for for MFSB for uh, R&B uh, Best Instrumental. So I got three yeah. Grammys. I got I got married in '79, had a, my kid, and. Um, I put a new group together, and the guys that are with me now have been with me since nine since nineteen seventy nine, and over thirty some years. And I did I did when when they left, it didn't stop me, man. Because I look, I did the Oprah show, I did Oprah, I did I did Wendy Williams, I did Ricky Lake, I did all the top television shows because I was the leader. You were on uh, Big Little Lies. Uh, that was a fantastic uh, spot. Yeah, that the was, HB, that was the, the HBO. Thing. Yeah, the HBO that, show. That was like the heart of my career, man. To you know, to be in to be in a movie, to, to be in that that television series, to get a little act, had a little acting part in there, you know. So I still get residuals for that, you know. Nice, that was, yeah. That that was a good show. Yeah, it was a good it was a good show, man. And plus, you know, it gave me a chance. I met all the all the ladies, all the movie stars. They was all cool with me. I took pictures and. You know, we had a party, and the, the fact is, I had my own, my own, my own trailer, man. They, they, I mean, I was, I was, I was like, I was big time, man. I look at my each one of us had a trailer, and they brought us food, and and I was like in Hollywood, you know. That's yeah, the, well, yeah, man. you were. That, that's I, ne that I never been treated. I never. That's the first time, even with the trailers, I never been treated like that. I mean, first class, first class, everything. I was so, nice. close, I was so close to the pilot. 
you know, flying down there, man. I thought I was going to be ready to fly the plane, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, going back to the tramps, not to take anything away from anyone, but Jimmy is the only one that I actually know besides you that, that I, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you any of anybody else's name in the tramps. Well, you know, Jimmy and I started out singing do I which I told you. We started yeah. out singing Dua. Yeah. The other two, I know. The other two is, is from my other group called the Volcanoes that I, that I was with before. You know, well, you hip to the volcanoes, right? The volcano. We had we had a record out called Storm Warning, Ladies Man Help Warning, which was a which was a hit back in the sixties. Now, on all this stuff, did you play drums as well on all that stuff besides sing? No, no, that was just just I played I played drums with the volcanoes. I didn't record with them. I just went on, just sang with them and went on tour. Right. And uh, now, actually, I was doing I was doing two different things. I did all the. I was doing, I mean, I've always had a drum career and a singing career. Right, so, right. so what I did, I was on the road with the trams. I would come back in and cut the OJs and I would go back out again with the, with the group. And uh, uh, I was going, going back, like backwards and forwards. So I, you know. That was the, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, you know, because I always did, I always liked, I always liked singing because, because singing put you up, Put you up front. I always want, you know, I used to look at, I used to look at the drummers, man. I said, drummers don't get no props, man. They stick them in the back somewhere and, uh, and people forget about them. I mean, did, I mean, just for instance, man, it's a guy, it's a guy, one of the great drummers in, in uh, Nashville. He does all these sessions. They call him the hammer, Milton, Milton Sledge. I mean, I feel bad. I thought I got, you know, mistreated as a drummer. But country drummers, nobody cares about country drummers. They don't get no play. They don't get no recommendations. And I feel bad for these guys, man, because all the all the country people want to do is play up front with a guitar, man. They, they was up front. The drummers don't matter. Because when I was in Nash, when I was in Nashville, and we was doing the Sound of Philadelphia, was and I was getting my award. I was playing my the sound of Philadelphia and um uh Gar Brooks and all of them was playing with me because you know because we sat in the game. So I was now what, what what year what year frame what time frame is that? Uh 16, 2016. 2000, That's when I got the Hall of Fame award. 2016. So Gar Garth Brooks and them the country guys up there and the Eagles was and, Man, they got pissed off, man. They, cause I, they, cause they were talking about, don't play so loud. I said, shit. I said, look. I said, look. This is the sound of Philadelphia here. You, you play with them. They said, you playing with me now, because they don't give no drummers no play, man. It, it, the drummers just sit back there, and everything is about the singers and the guitars in country. I said, this ain't country. I said, this is, this, I said, this is funk, disco, R&B. So y'all got a jam. So then, so he, he he turned around, man. He turned back and look at me no more the rest of the night, man. He said, "Man, he said you're a bad dude, man. You're a good dude, man." So him and I, me and Garth got along great, man. You know? Yeah. Well, it's thank God it's changed now. Even since 2016, country has changed so much. But country There's two still, country things. But yeah, now country to me sounds like 70s rock. But there's still a thing about country where. Most of the guys who were in the bands don't. Years ago, they never played on the record. It was always the studio drummer and then the live drummer. 
now it's starting to entwine a little bit and and you know it, that's changing up like you got yeah. rich redmond playing live and on the records with jason aldean um you know you got you got some yeah. people that uh jake summers with um luke combs you know so thankfully it, it's changing a little bit which is a good thing now on yeah, the trip yeah because yeah, the guy milton the hammer he's a studio drummer he played for everybody and and i mean i mean they did acknowledge him and he did get i'm glad he did get inducted you know because he you know he did all he did a lot of sessions man nobody know who he is yeah well we're gonna hopefully we're gonna shout it out to him now let some people know you know and now with all the tramps records you played the drums on all those tramp songs right I produced everything on it. You know, I'm going to play on, <coughs> for me. Since I produced it, I ain't going to let nobody come in and play on my stuff. Right, right. No, I just, I just, I, because I, 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 I kind of knew that, but I just want to make, yeah. clip, you know, make sure. Yeah, I mean, I play on, I play on, on, on because it's all produced by Baker Harris. Now, even some of the, the, the first choice and double exposure stuff that we produce, you know. I mean, right, I worked right. with, a, I worked with a, another guy, Dave Crawford. Dave Crawford was was a big producer, you know, down in Atlanta, and we cut a we cut a thing with Atlanta called Atlanta Disco Band, you know, and he cut Young Hearts Run Free. He, he he's a big producer. He was a great friend of mine, man. And I used to go to Atlanta and cut records with him. That's Candy know. Candy State, right? Candy State, yeah. So we cut a we, we cut an album, we cut an album down there uh with, with him called atlanta disco band and hmm. uh yes yeah, you know you probably can pull it up online and stuff and and this guy we you know i did a lot of session a lot of sessions with him he was he was a not only a great producer but he also sang also but that's another guy that i uh uh cool. yeah, that's another guy probably yeah good shout out to him yeah, um, well he's well he passed now he's gone uh, but everybody knows Dave Crawford as record producer, especially with Candy Staten. Yeah, that yeah, that 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 I, I was honored to meet Candy a bunch of times. Um, and she was friends with John Blackwell. Her son actually taught John Blackwell at Berkeley. John Blackwell oh. was the drummer for Prince at, for 14 years. Okay. So I got to meet Candy a couple beautiful woman. The the, the the thing though now is man is that um it's so hard because one of the, one of the things that you never realize, you never realize when you're when when you're young, when you're recording, you're having fun, and that when you get older, you know, let's take my age for instance. Like all the guys, all the guys, singers, writers, musicians, they all gone, and the, the thing is. I leave you like a loneliness because I used to I used to call we used to talk every day in the morning and and and, and when you outlive all your friends and people you work with it's like uh, it's, it's bitter it's bittersweet it's bittersweet it's really hard because you, you've been with these guys for 30 years you've been recording with them and all of a sudden they're not around and they're not around anymore. And there's a new generation here, like now, that don't even know who you are and uh, don't even probably don't even care, you know. But when you think back that 
like a lot of these musicians here, they forget that they're going to get old one day and there's a new generation that's going to come up and take their place. I tell, I tell a lot of these young guys that walk around thinking they're so bad. I say, don't, I say, look, let me tell you something, man. Never think that you, you that you're so great, so bad that nobody's going to come because these colleges, these drum lines in colleges got 15, 20 drummers. And some of these drummers out there is going to become famous and every college has a drum line. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of young drummers that's going to come out here. That's bad. I mean, that can, that can work them sticks. So every day there, there's somebody else being born that's, 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 that's going to be as good as you and maybe better. So when you start thinking that you, you, that you so bad that nobody can out, nobody can out top you, that's the wrong attitude ever. ever. I never had that attitude. I never thought, I never thought that I was, I never thought I was really good. I always felt that I have to improve myself because it's something that, 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 that I don't know when I, when I come to work, when I come to work, cause coming to the studio is work. I, I look at, I'm coming to work. I ain't, I ain't coming there to have no fun. I come there to work and I'm always nervous that I, that I, that I'm not good enough. That I, so I have to, each, each session, I had to fight harder and harder and harder to, to be right. I, I, I never go to a session tired, drinking, or or uh uh my mind on anything else but making that artist that i'm playing for a hit record i didn't go in there never you know never going there so you want to hit record call me because i'm the man i'm going like that i go in there hoping that what i do is accepted and that they'll call me back and that I, and that the fact that when i hear it People will say, oh man, I, I, you know, he's really good. Not to blow my head up, but it makes me know that what I, what I studied for, what I did on that record was great. And that's all that, and, and, and that's, that's what matters to me. Yeah, well, what, well, your method definitely worked because I mean, look at, look at the career that you've had. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's really incredible. And you know, and you're right, you know, people don't get the recognition until God forbid they're not here anymore. Then, then of course, everybody's, you know, they sell twice as many records than they've ever sold in their lives. All of a sudden, you know, that's when people appreciate you, unfortunately. But there's a lot of people, you'd be surprised. There's, there's, there's more people that know you that, that don't, you know, that you don't realize because when you talk to drummers, you know, famous, famous drummers who study drums and know drums and know records, they definitely know who you are. It's, it's the younger generation now that, you know. Well, that's going to always be. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was going to say what advice, and you just gave the best advice in the world. So that, that took that question already, uh, you know, and, and with your experience and your knowledge, that's why modern drummer still continues to to be the source and and to get the word out because it's you it's coming from you your experience and you know the way you went about it it worked you know it, it worked yeah. because you treated it like a job and that was your job and you didn't rest on your laurels you wanted to to to, to get better and that made you automatically get better because you know you know we all know those little nerves if you get comfortable you know, if you don't get little butterflies before you play, no matter how many times you play and that red light goes on, 
you don't feel <laughs> a little bit of butterflies, then you, you give I a lame performance. Yeah, you get butterflies. Yeah, you get you get you give a lame performance. Then it's like it's just phoning it in. If somebody asked me, what would I prefer to singing to do or playing drums? I would always say playing drums because because playing drums is is something that that really comes from inside of me singing is something that you rehearse that uh to really satisfy people and to, to me to take their mind off of the problems that they have when they come to see you and that, that, that that's my theory with the trams when i come into when i have an audience and i'm getting ready to do a show my my whole thing with that is for me to to come on stage take their mind off of the problems that they might have and just have a good damn party with us for that 45 minutes now my me playing drums is different me playing drums is something that i do for me i do this for me and if you like it great i'm not going to try to just 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 play you know just because you want me just just because you say play if i don't if i don't feel it and i don't do it don't doesn't mean anything because i have to feel i have to feel what i play let's talk a little bit about um when charles when when charles collins came into the mix um you guys kind of split off to do your own thing and then i forget who the producer was that started producing and then he brought in charles now and then because oh, okay yeah let's talk a little bit about 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 that okay what happened here was uh they try to say that we left and went to new york and they had to bring in somebody else actually what they actually what actually what happened was uh gamble and huff didn't like the fact that we controlled the sound we really control the sound the rhythm section we do and when we took our when we went somewhere else to record we still had the sound we still had to fill up the sound so we wanted to break out i mean we was three musicians bass guitar and drums and we wanted to make some money so we put together our own Baker Harrison Young with Buxton. We went and bought our, we went and got our office. We went and made up our public. We went and formed the publishing company because we got we 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 got to learn the music business. So we said, well, look, if we if we're cutting all these records there for people, let's do something for ourselves. Let's get our own thing since we're the rhythm section. So we formed Baker Harrison Young. Got a logo. We got our our, our own office. And we didn't leave them, but what happened was, uh, it, you know, a lot of things things happen when 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 people see you doing something. So Tommy Bell, uh, Tommy Bell started using other people because he didn't want to, he didn't want his sound to sound like us. You know, it got to be where they didn't want it. To, to, they didn't want it to sound right. You know, right. So he started bringing in another. Uh, no, before that, before Charles came in, they had a, a drum machine. They brought a guy in from Motown, who was who was pro a programmer. 
you know, okay. And then they brought Childs in. I never watched Drummer because uh, if you if you watch you watch Drummers and 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 uh, like Drummers say, I want to play like that. I never wanted to play like anybody. I never because once you play, once you start learning to play like somebody else, then you lose what you got. I mean, I I admire them for what they do. You know, I admire them for the way they play. You know. I mean, I look at Billy Cobham. I look at him playing, man. He's a great drummer, but what he does, he's a great drummer. Not that I want to do nothing like that. Like you know, I don't, I don't want fifty thousand cymbals and and, uh, <laughs> and and four bass drums. That's, I mean, look, look. I always use a five piece drum set. Well, two, you know, I use a five piece drum set and two cymbals all my life. I never had no more than two cymbals. You know why? Yeah, because then you got to pay your roadie. He'll make more money than you. Your drum oh, tech. <laughs> no, no, not that. When you put a record on, what do you hear when you put a when you put an R&B record on? What do you hear? You hear bass drum, a snare, a hi hat, yeah. and maybe maybe a crash. You don't even hear crashes too much. Right. So right. when you make a you can make you can make a hit record with just a snare drum and a bass drum and a hi hat. You know, that's basically that's basically all all my gold records. I didn't need five or six times. Well, and, and also, as far as back in the day, they engineers and producers like that because they didn't. The more drums, the more microphones, so leakage, and you know. Yeah, we didn't have we we didn't have that. Only thing I needed was 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 uh, my top time. I mean, my five piece because I do play when I did the spinner stuff. I did that Indian beat with that boom. Yeah, because I use I use I hit the snare. Is, is that is that a pretty be I'm falling in love? Yeah, I hit the snare and the time at the same time. Like nice. yeah. and that's the whole that's the whole so I I don't think I even made a crash even in, in, in that. So when you go to studio, you know, I mean the the main thing in the studio, man, is is like keeping time, and 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 keeping the groove, and letting this. You you working for the singer. You working for unless you a band, you right. know, orchestra. Right. You working for the singer. You want the singer to to, to to feel the power to make them sing, not not a whole bunch of drum drum solos and stuff like that behind the singer. So. When you when you hear a record, the main thing you hear is a bass a bass drum. And now, now today you don't even hear that because because with the with with the uh, drum machine they programmed the bass drum, and then the difference between the old sound and the new sound, what they call new disco, what they call the new the old what we did, and nowadays it's all the same. But the only thing they do today is is i'm talking about all the music they don't use kungas in songs anymore they took out the kungas you don't hear they don't use kungas you don't hear the hi-hat as much you might hear a bass drum and a hand clap and that and so you could cut that in your basement so now what do you what do you think about uh you're familiar with the anderson pack bruno mars song leave the door open the new the new song I heard it one time. I heard it one time. He has the arm. This has the old flavor. 
Yeah. Because I mean, Anderson, Anderson's been on the cover of Modern Drama, believe it or not. Um, he he has uh, old flavor, yeah. yeah well, that's his playing. thing. That's his thing, the old flavor, you know, bring back the old sound. But it's, it's pretty cool, you know. And the, the fact that if I did it, it would be different than him doing it because he, he's popular, so they would accept him doing that a lot faster than me doing it. If right. I put a record out like that. Because right, because if you put a record out like that, they're going to say, oh, that's old. Playing like you did back in the day. Right, it's old. Right? <laughs> but that ain't, no, that ain't nothing new. That's an old track he did. But if he did it, they all, he, yeah, that's new. That's great. That's funny, so, man. That's, that's I, I'm going to put I'm going to put out Bruno, because Bruno, you know, we, 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 Bruno, I think the next record you do, Earl should be playing drums on it. <laughs> That I, 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 you know, that's that's what we need. You know, we need some guys like you, old school players that are still relevant today for these young people that want to sound like you know that. You know, that's to me that that I think that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, but I'm not really interested in working with people anymore, man. Not really. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really not. You know. Well, I mean, you've done it, you know, you, you, yeah, you, I, you, people, they can live a hundred lifetimes. They'll never get to do what, you know, accomplish what you did. So God bless. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't do sessions is, you know, I don't care about doing sessions anymore is because, I mean, why would I spend hours going somewhere and, and, and they give me a thousand dollars or something for a session and maybe less than that. I don't know. When I could, when I can just do it, I can do a 10, 15 minute show singing. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I could do a 15, two songs, three songs on a show, make that. So for me to go out and, look and, and, and go do a session and sit down and put up with bullshit from people, it ain't like it used to be. It ain't like it used to be. No, no, definitely not. You know, nowadays, at least back then, at least, you know, at least back in the day, you used to be able to read a credit if you wanted. Absolutely. Who was playing on a record? And that's how I became aware of, of guys like you and all and Jeff Beccaro and all and Bernard and all the studio Absolutely. guys. Nowadays, like you said before, the, the younger generation, first of all, it's not even offered to you, and yeah. they don't care. It's a shame. You know, it's it and then the music business wonders why it's in the state that it's in. Yeah, another thing when you get to when you get to, when you get uh, I call myself a classic. I don't call myself like an old drummer. I'm a classic drummer. You go, you go to, you go to get a sponsor, like Vic, right? And and uh, what was I trying? To, I was trying to get a sponsor. My attorney was trying to get a sponsor, and it sounds like, no, you're too old, you know. I said, now, how do you become too old to get somebody to? Uh, the, the, oh, you mean you mean you mean an endorsement? endorsement i said i mean that's that, that that's crazy that's crazy well the young people buying the things now they don't know who you are so you you know we, we can't use that as a sponsor and then you know which which look that's just the way it is i mean my feelings ain't hurt about that because like i said look i had my i had my day i did a great i had i had Great fun, man, and you know, and, and if I go in the studio now, I'll go in there for myself uh, to play, which I'm going to do, 
and um, I don't have to worry about, you know, nobody's uh, ripping me off for nothing, or, or I had to put up with no bullshit from, from nobody right. you know, in the studio. And then the record come out, they don't know I played on it, because you can't read the back of the albums no more. And nobody promotes it. They don't promote the musicians anymore. Yep. It ain't about money. It, it, it ain't about it ain't about money, you know. Right, right. But it's funny, man. You know, age does make a difference. Age does make a difference in 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 not only my career but everybody's career when they get up to a certain age. They just they just you know, there's always somebody new coming up. Always a new kid on the block. Which I expect that, you know. It, you well, know, yeah. I ain't, I ain't mad about. Believe me, I ain't mad about that because I know, I know, I know when I was when I was coming up in the sixth when when I was in the, singing in in the sixties, the sixties music with the Drifters and then the sixties and the seventies killed the sixties and the eighties killed look and the nineties coming the nineties killed the eighties so each each time generation come in another generation kills the last one. Right. Everybody becomes old. So the 70s is old music. The 80s come in. They I work with the 80s, the TKA and all of them. They old. The 90s came in. They the then the 80s is old. Now it's just and it's very great. But I appreciate uh -huh. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to to put me on this magazine thing because uh, all all the things I've done, nobody has really took the time to do anything for me. I mean, if I get an award, there's always Earl Young, the, the Tramps. There's always Baker Harrison Young. There's always this. I never get anything where time where it's just Earl Young. And 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 you probably will never believe that through all the stuff I've done, but they always tag me with somebody else like. With the uh, Earl Young and the South Soul Orchestra, Earl Young and MFSB, or Earl Young and the, uh, if there's a, an award, it's the Tramps and Earl Young. You know, nobody's taking the time to, uh, uh, that's why, that's why I like drums because it's something that I do by myself, you know, not as a group. So if, if, if anything comes, it comes, you know, from me. Well, it, that's, let why me tell this, you. that's why this project means a lot. It really means a lot to me, you know. Yeah, and I uh, and I know we you know we see each other over the years. I mean, we know each other, God, for almost thirty years. Um, and I, I, you know, we, I always wanted because that was Ron Spagnati who started Modern Drummer. That was his vision, you know, all about the drummer and only about the drummer because nobody really the drummer was always like you said left in the background, in the, you know, in the back. And, and lately, you know, if over the years, when I do interviews with people, your name comes up a lot, you know, believe it or not, like I said, there's a lot of people respect you and know, you know, and now I, I really want, you know, I want the younger generation now to study you and know who you are, because as we always say, you have to know who comes first and you deserve, I mean, you, this is long overdue and well-deserved. So I thank you for-, for I, really, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your time and effort for that, man. You know, you know one thing. One thing I want to say before I forget: I never knew till just now that Zing was a, a remake. I always thought that that, that was a tr tramp 
I only heard the trance version. No, the, the coasters did it first. On, on the on the flip side, well, I got forty fives back. On the flip side of yakety yak, the coasters the coasters did it. The, the coasters I, were the first one that did it with a bass singer. That's what attracted me, because because he's actually a bass singer that sang it. That's why I said, "Oh man, I'm looking for a song that." But it was a flip side. It didn't never get to be a, a a side. Wow. Yeah, I just I just learned that now. And we have to give a shout out to our to both our really good mutual friend Joe Corzy. Oh yeah, Joe, my man. Joe, yeah, we <laughs> think, think he think he think he sing better than me. Yeah, I was just gonna Joe, say. Joe, I, when I when I hear that song, I think of Joe because Joe's always singing that bass part. And he yeah, does. Sure. He does a really good job. That's my man, boy. Yeah, we love we love you, Joe. That was uh, Joe. Cause he's been a big supporter of music over the years. Great DJ. Yeah, Joe like family, man. He like family, man. Especially on the shows, you know. Yep. Give me big yep. props. I appreciate it too. Yeah. Well, listen. Thank you so much. Um, I want to, you know, everybody, Mr. Earl Young, uh, uh, look him up, study him, please. You know, buy the issue, check out the issue, and then um, live on, dance. God bless you. Come on down front. Come on down front. We are ready to jam. I want to see some dancers out there. Anybody here from New York City? Florida, New Jersey, are you ready to burn, baby burn? Can you scream? Can we get this party started?
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.